Hi, I'm Brandon. And if you're anything like me, you have a friend who made you a mix CD 12 years ago. <laughs> and on that mix CD was Stray Light Run. And you have not bothered to find out who Stray Light Run is until now. <laughs> well, damn, what song was it? There were three, actually. We'll get into it because this okay. is Get Into The Groove, <laughs> the podcast where we find a groove and we get into it. me as always once you pop you can't stop it's genie I, I don't think i've ever been first i don't know what to do i was like oh i gotta chill i'm like nice, nice it intro no, it's you okay it's me. and also with us is a very special people people who can <laughs> sing and dance often at the same time <laughs> they are a different people a multi-talented people a people who need people who is, in many ways, the luckiest people <laughs> in the world. By request, it's Melissa. Oh, God. I knew it was coming, and it was perfect. <laughs> and finally, he's vaxxed. He's waxed. Whoa. It's Colton Cox. Damn. Yeah. You should have seen, seen the look he gave me when I said that to him the other day. <laughs> I fully could not. Okay, so I have another singular question for everybody. And this is kind of boring and off topic, but the Oscars happened and I just watched it on Hulu last night. And I should have asked this the last episode because then it would come out this week and then it would have been topical, but we're going to be two weeks behind and it's whatever. What's everybody's favorite movie of all time? We'll go in order since I introduced oh. you first, Jeannie. Oh, 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 oh okay. Do you need time to think? Time. No, I feel like I, <laughs> I feel pretty questions. confident. <laughs> a movie that I love is The Lost Boys. It's like a vampire oh, movie. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. with uh, I love Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, I used to watch it when I was a little kid. I'd wake up at like 3 o'clock or when I was like 3. I'd wake up and the first thing I'd do is put on the friggin' Lost Boys. <laughs> I don't know why I was obsessed with that movie. I still love it. It's, it's a good still one. so good. That's like classic vampire movie. It's mm-hmm. so good. I've seen that one a few the times fashion, myself. Everything's top of the What about you, Melissa? Shit. Uh well These intro questions are getting like Like mo- deep. Yeah. Your eyes are really like <laughs> I'm over here searching are my you trying soul. to do <laughs> trying to do two podcasts right now or just the one? Try to make it interesting, y'all. You have to lure them in. My favorite movie of all time is The Birdcage. <gasps> oh, that's a good one, too. That Classic. is one that, like, I, it doesn't even matter if it's the last 30 seconds of the movie, I'm going to turn it to that. Like, it is just, every second is so perfect. It's so perfect, and it's timeless, and it's still as hysterical today, and I still find things. I've watched that movie I, more days than I've been alive, probably. I've watched that movie. I've watched that movie a lot. I've marathoned that movie. I've watched it over and over again. And there's still stuff that I find that I didn't ever see before. Like, it is just so well done, and it's a brilliant... Truly. 
I mean, I love that. Movie. I mean, Robin Williams and Nathan Lane at their absolute finest. Mm-hmm. Like they're fine. Each of them at their finest. And then the whole ens- I'm sorry, but this movie, the ensemble <laughs> though, the ensemble. Hank like, Azaria, Christine Baranski. Yeah. How yeah. did they get Gene Hackman uh, 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 to do this movie? Oh God, what's her name? Diane Weiss. Diane Weiss? Yeah. <laughs> Every it's, time I hear oh, that woman's name, it's always Diane Weiss. <laughs> because she's so unassuming. Like, you don't remember her till you see her and you go, right, Diane Weiss. <laughs> Diane, Diane Weiss. Not Diane Keaton. Diane, Diane Weiss. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That was a very long answer. Why not a rioter's mom in ah. Edward's well, hands? you know, I'm going to respond to this question now because I, you're going to be emphatically agreeing with me. We talked about Grammy snubs in our first episode of this season. Let's talk about Oscar, Oscar snubs. snubs. Okay. Delroy Lindo in Defy Bloods. Say it again. Snubbed. Say snubbed. that. Snubbed. That man turned in the performance of a lifetime and got nothing for it. Not to be, not to be this dick, but if we're talking about Oscar snubs, <laughs> what in the absolute oh. fuck were they thinking giving yeah. Anthony Hopkins the best actor oh, when yeah. Chadwick Boseman was like, what, 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 what were they doing? He's never gonna have a chance to to get one no, again. No, now it's done. So it's, it. it's done. We're done. I, the family, you know, they just whatever. The family gave a very democratic response, yeah. saying that like you know it, it wasn't uh, Chadwick's goal to get an Oscar. So this is like you know not not a bit. This is not everything. This wasn't everything to him. But like, did y'all see Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? Yes, I did. For Christ's sake. And he deserved it. I did. For his entire body of work in the last year, he yeah. deserved it. Yeah, I, I didn't see it, but I have no doubt about it. I'm of the camp that uh, Chadwick Boseman maybe should not have gotten nominated for Best Actor, but for Best Supporting, supporting Actor in Five Bloods. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Because that movie. I mean, still, mul- multiple opportunities to have given him an award and didn't give him one. Is it me or are the Oscars and the Grammys looking extra archaic all of a sudden? Yeah. Um, I Not all of a sudden, but no. I feel like just especially glaringly archaic now. Yeah. yeah. Like, and they, they seem like, okay, we don't really. We are not paying attention. We, we don't, not yeah, we don't need touch. this. Totally out of touch. Though I will say, I really like the presentation of the Oscars this year. Steven yeah. Soderbergh did a pretty okay job with like throwing that together. There's this whole like opening sequence with Regina King and it was like a close up on the, the Oscar statue and Regina King like snatches it off the table and you just like watch her shredding into Union Station and it's like this whole moment. It's fabulous. I think that's the whole thing though. Like the only reason we watch these shows are because of the artists that are on it and yeah. like, you know, what do we need the whole award show for? Like, just give us a, like a show, you know, like especially Grammys, just give us the live music. Like do a yeah. variety show. We don't even want to let the, them. let the winners just perform, you Which know, they should, that'd be so entertaining. Yeah. That'd be great. People would be so into that. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I agree with you. I mean, they have been archaic, but it's just like in the wake of the last year, it's even more so. Like, it's just so obvious yeah. how yeah. they aren't keeping up and aren't paying attention. And, and right. now they've had, two seasons to fix the things that right. they've been that they need to fix and they haven't fixed anything at all. Well, and they're just acting like just, it's not going to be a big, like no one's going to freaking notice. Just let like, their what? numbers keep dropping. They'll do something eventually. They'll do something eventually or they won't and they will burn out. Yep. 
Which well, it may not be that bad. You know, did you know the Golden Globes used to be a luncheon? <laughs> and now it's it wasn't even televised. Big... It was a luncheon. Was not important. It wasn't a thing. It Nobody was else knew about it. The actors. No one knew anything about it. That's. I mean, they don't put the the Tonys on TV either, though, do they? Yes, yes they, they do. do. What are you talking what, about? What, well, Tony, hold on, Tony, hold on. Tony. Not this year. Obviously. What do they put it on? I, I think I think they cycle like networks. Yeah, like I've, it's, I've never seen it on like. Well, let me tell you, baby on, girl, you like have CBS. missed out. Yes, it, it is. is? Yes. Okay. Neil Patrick night, hosted like three like, years in a row yeah, or something. Maybe it, I don't know how I it's missed been, it. Yeah, it's been a Hugh Jackman hosted. Yes, it's been a thing. Yeah, and, and they've had some. Epic I don't know how I missed that. That is a show worth watching. That's an award show worth watching. Worth watching. Yeah, it's insane. Well, yeah, and that's nothing. That's why. That's why I was like, well, they don't put it on TV because. I've never seen it on TV, and it's like that's where most of the good stuff is, as far as like a word show goes. Yes, the Tonys are worth it. Yeah, They're yeah, totally worth it. I, I've seen Tony's performances. I James Corden had a whole karaoke <laughs> oh, yeah. session in the middle of the Tonys two years ago, and did you see that footage of um, oh, Billy no. Porter? Billy Porter. Yes. Ciao. Yes, and he Ciao. said, "I don't need this book," and he threw it away. Yes. And he's like, <laughs> Dungeons are so fun. Everybody's so into it. Oh, man. I did also love when James Gordon hosted. He did such a great job. There was a moment where he um, pulls up. Oh, fuck. Now I can't remember her name. She's won seven Tonys. Six or seven. Um, Audra McDonald. Oh, yeah. Um, pulls up Audra McDonald and was like, okay, this is a a time where you like air grievances and like celebrities like would like, um, you know, confront other celebrities and they'd be like, oh, it was just a misunderstanding. Then we'd like come together. Audrey McDonald stood up and she's like, okay, so I was doing a matinee of um, um, whatever that show is, something in Frankie at the Claire de Lune. What is it? Not Grace and Frankie. Oh, fuck. I can't remember. But anyway, she was doing that show. Um, and she was like, I could swear I saw Laura Lenny in the audience flipping me the bird. And the camera cuts to Laura Lenny like in the audience just staring at her and she goes, yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Hysterical. Poor Lenny. Okay, now that I've gotten us completely off topic, <laughs> right? let's bring it back around. Colton, we are listening to The Needle, The Space by Stray Light Run. Why in the world did you pick this album? <laughs> um, you know, I, I've always really loved this album. Um, for me, it was one of the first ones... Um, when I was in high school and this came out, I, um, was trying to figure out what I wanted to write about as a songwriter. Cause I've always really kind of, I'm not huge on love songs and that seems like that's like 90% of what gets put out in the world. Um, and not, and when I say love songs, I mean like breakups, actual love songs, like all, everything just hovers around love right? Right. or relationships. Heteronormative um, relationships, yeah. I mean. Word. Underline, well, underline, um, underline. But so I was subscribing to Alternative Press, as I've mentioned several times in this podcast. Um, and an article came up that was talking to John Nolan. And um, it's mostly John Nolan, but there's also some quotes from um, Michelle DeRosa, De DeRosa. I'm not sure how you say you her name. you got the thing right there. Oh, well, I, I don't still don't know how to say, how to say her okay. name. Um, but it was talking to them and it was just talking about, you know, how he was um, getting like mid late thirties and how he was just like thinking about his life and being more like aware of him getting older and dying. Right. And just like, like I'm, you do. Yeah. And I don't know. It just, um, it really hit me in a, in a way that like, you know, this is, I, I don't, 
I can write about like the big things in life. Like I don't have to write about love and relationships. I can write about like these big questions that haunt us. And that's kind of like what I still try to do now. So I don't know. It was just very inspirational to me when I was younger. And um, I also wanted to pick, I feel like this has a lot of really good subject matter in it. I know it's um, the songs are, none of them are like outright catchy, I would say. I mean, there's a, f- a few that kind of border on it, but sure. But um, I still think they're very well written songs either way. So I am glad you said this because I feel like I went through this album and you were um, expecting a bop. Uh, well, no, no, I was not. Um, okay, because you put a lot of Stray Light run on that mix CD, yes. and I, I, I knew I kind of knew what I was in for already. Sure. Um, but I'm, I'm glad you said about the, um, that he, this, he was not like trying to set out to write like romance songs. Not oh, that no, that's what yeah. I was looking for. But like I was listening through this album and it just seemed like, um, I don't know. I think this is one of like two albums we've done this whole show that I listened to it and it was very hard for me to connect. Like, I feel like what you mm. said about that Bob Dylan album, I think we agreed on that. Like it was just kind of like a wall. Like I don't really necessarily like, sure. Have, yeah, but. I have an emotional reaction uh, yeah. to the song, but like Bob Dylan, you go. Um, and I feel like that's that, that was the same for this album. <laughs> just imagine you saying that to Bob Dylan. Robert, I don't really love it, go. but Bob Dylan, you go. Just go. <laughs> that's so that's so surprising to me because I feel like, if nothing else, I feel like that they are a very emotive band. I mean, they are an, an emo band, but like. You know, like it, he sings passionately. I don't know if she sings quite as passionately, but like, you know, there's, there's real emotion behind it. I would like to say something. Make sure you say it into the mic. I feel, I like, feel like you have something. a disagreement. You know where I'm, I'm coming? Yeah, I think so. Wait, you I say that first so. because I might be where you are. I like the songs that she sings on more Better. than I like the songs that I would he agree. sings on. Yes. I would agree with okay. you. Um, okay. Number two. I said he was not a great singer in the last. <laughs> no. Uh, I waited to say this on record. Hmm. He finally presented me with an album that I actually like. <laughs> wow. I, I, you know, I honestly thought you would. I do like this. Now, now I will say, you know, before I we actually get into this week, li- get into your early two thousands alternative we'll get into chamber pop fantasy. I, I like it, but yeah, and you did. Well, I, I, into it. so I will say, um, there are not catchy songs on this album. Sure, and that is actually one of the reasons why I like it so much because it's. Um, I think that the songs are are still very well written and they don't, don't rely on a hook or a chorus or something like that to pull you in. I honestly think that there are a lot of catchy songs on this album. However, I not agree, in a traditional way. Yes. That's, that's they more are, so I, I think mean. they're catchy to, this is not to be pretentious, but I think they're very catchy to musicians. Yes. There's a lot going on in these yes. songs that like <laughs> caught me where I was going, Oh my goodness. Yeah. What's this? What are we doing now? <laughs> like, yeah. And I would agree with and that. And made me want to listen to it again because I wanted to remember how that went mm-hmm. together. So, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that's that's my... That's the overall. Let's get overall. into the specificity. Yes. The specificity. Let's begin oh, with... We might need some refreshers on this one, though, I'll be honest okay, with you, well, they aren't very catchy. The okay. first one right. is The Words We Say. Yes. Um, which... <sighs> I don't know if you guys agree with me. It's possibly one of the most boring intro tracks. They almost lost me. <laughs> I this absolutely agree with you. Yes. Less. This is the one I can do yes. Um, and it's, you know. You know what there. I kept thinking? 
is that I really loved it as an intro track. I really understood yeah. the reasoning why it was why it was an intro track, but I honestly thought it could have been one of those like shortened intro tracks. Yes. Like it could have been like a minute long, a long of that vibe and then move on. Well, I think it's, it just became it's because a little bit it, too much. it's such a it's not the most chill song on the album, but it's a different kind of chill vibe mm-hmm. than the rest of it. And I think it's kind of misleading, honestly, because well, then you get the second track, which is weird. <laughs> it's a weird song, <laughs> but no, this first one, I it's really um, it, it it is a good intro uh, thematically, especially because yes. this whole this whole album really is about like the things that we say and mm-hmm. like what we hear and how we like talk to ourselves and, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it just hit me. I feel like the reason why it's so like, blah, as far as music is concerned is because it seems like he's, they're doing this begrudgingly, you know, like yeah. they're, they're, they're going into this album. Like, okay, th- it's going to get real. Here we go. Well, that as well. He even says at the beginning, he has that line about, um, you only have so much to get your point across. Yeah. You know, well, weren't they, am I wrong in, remembering from what I read that they were fulfilling a contractual obligation with this album. Am I crazy? Or was that the album prior um, to this? Oh. Is that the album prior to this? They, I no. think so because they shopped this album around. That's what I thought. I remember reading it. I don't I might be wrong. I don't know about the contractual stuff. All I know is that, um, they stopped I did read about a contract. They stopped being a band after this for, for several reasons. But the main was main one was, I think that they flopped. Like, I think yeah. that they just did not, they had all this debt that they had after this record. Yeah. Cause they didn't, they, they made one more after this, but this was Michelle, um, had left the band after yes. that one. Oh. And it's like, it's really not a great album. Like the, the third one, oh. it's yeah. way, it's way more like, I wish I could remember that because I feel like I remember reading that this was I part of a remember contract. Like they had to do one full length album for this particular contract. That's interesting because they have a full length before this well, one. That yeah, may so have been what I'm thinking. Out. It may have been that one because this is the one because then you mentioned them shopping this one around. So they put a few weird singles out and then yes. they they made they I had, think the album before this one. And then this one was the album they had afterwards that they took to places. They had right? like, um, hey, this is the album that we made. Total they had three EPs and two LPs. So, um, so one might argue this is the one where it, this is the most authentic yeah, album. I, th- I was under the impression that this was the thing that they were most trying to, they were trying to blend what they had been doing with more of a pop sound was how they made it sound. Like and they, like, well, and they themselves wrote everything except they had yes. one collaborator. Only mm-hmm. two they, songs. they, so they, um, I'm sure you guys read this, but, uh, John Nolan had these songs that he didn't feel fit the vibe of taking back Sunday, Sunday. which was his Mm -hmm. previous band. And also, uh, the bass player, um, and Sean, Michelle Barbosa is John Nolan's sister. Uh, I think stepsister or they're, they're like, they're family. They're family. Yes. Yes. Um, I read that somewhere. He was, she was his sister. Well, yeah. And the drummer, I will say as a, a short side note, the drummer, Will Noon is also, um, famous in his own right. He's from a band called Breaking Pangea, which was a really like super popular emo band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had like a cult following. Um, so they weren't like a huge success. They were only around for like three years, but, um, but yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know this. It, it's an all right intro song. It's not like this one. I don't think really pulls you in. I, I and I, I've kind of said with Brandon, um, the first, like, up until you get Soon We'll Be Living in the Future, those first two songs are kind of like, mm, I don't know. You like the second one. I do like the second one. I love oh. the second song. Yes, the second one is so good. So Interesting. Let me just, 
the miracle that never this came. Is such a great freaking song. Have you ever just like this is such a good song? It's boppy. It's what, fun. Listen. Boppy. It's jammy. It's cute. It's, it's not got that sort I of don't. A weird story that you pay. And musically, to. it's intensely interesting. It yes. is. I'm, sorry, now, I'm under the mic. I yeah. apologize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I let my butt take it over. What? I have questions about. Are are we done with the opening track? <laughs> well, no, no, but. Oh. Okay. What? Well, then I'll, what no. was your? Okay. No, Do you want to talk about the second about one? The second one. Okay. So then let's okay. move to the second one. No, but great. Let's move on to the <laughs> second one. Stop now. Begin. The miracle that never came. Number one. It sounds like Gwen Stefani up in this bitch. It sounds totally. like no doubt <laughs> it up does. in this bitch. It absolutely does. Yeah. Number two. What is the song about? I could not for the life of me dissect it. Are there lyrics in here? It's kind there of are, weird. Yeah. Kind okay. Of hard. First, before we let's take a side note on this stupid booklet. None of this is. They're in not order. in order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure. Um, we have the Colton has a CD, a compact disc. Of, For those that don't know. Yes, of uh, this album, The Needle, The Space, and there's a little booklet that has all of the lyrics, and we're thumbing through them. My window pane was leaking glass. It cut my arm, and then yeah. you laughed. I jumped from just one story, one story high, and now I'm stuck here till I die. Why? Paralyzed? You know, I don't know. This song, I've this has never really been one of my favorites. Um, and also, full disclosure, I didn't do. I did very little research. I just listened to it and read the lyrics, and that's all I did. I did so I didn't. I haven't looked on anything. Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any theories well, or anything. That's the thing. That this any is another. This is like during the headlights, and that they weren't really around long enough to have like a whole a big following. Yeah. This song kind of reminded me of. This is so stupid. <laughs> but okay. Like when you're just by yourself and you kind of have that stream of thought of random shit that you're just kind of like <laughs> running through your brain while you're like yeah. brushing your teeth sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. That's what this song reminds me of. And that's how, and that's, and musically that's even a remind, uh, what it reminds me of the way they put it together. Like yeah. it, it, it just sort of this runs is one that like, like it. Yeah. I do. It changes time signatures. I do love the, that's what, that's the vibe I got. And that's, and then I read the lyrics and it was just like stream of consciousness. The switch to six, eight is my favorite. Oh, bruh. Oh, look what I've done here. It's so good. Yeah, that's good. Jeannie, do you have delicious details? Well, see, I was really excited about the whole time change situation, specifically because it reminds me of, um, I'm about to connect some dots, and you're going to be unhappy where we end up. However, so it reminds me specifically of uh, how there's a little time change segments in uh, For the Benefit of Mr. Kite from the Beatles. Oh, oh. Okay. It's great. We got stuff. Wait, she said we're not going to like where we end up. No. So here's <laughs> the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Like, particularly with this song, you said that you do not like Panic at the Disco. But so much of this album sounds like pretty odd. It is ridiculous. It is exactly it's, pretty odd. They're like, strongly yes. paralleled. Now, you can throw Brendan Urie on this song. And you do have to throw in the fact that Pretty Odd came out after okay, this album. Okay, well, that's fine. So I heard I, this first. Okay, okay. And actually, I will say, I have listened to Pretty Odd. So I do like Pretty Odd. It was odd. a trend. Okay. It was a trend at the time. I yeah. guess my thing is, is I was just thinking, because I like connected some dots and I was like, there is that time change, which I know like it happens in like the pretty odd. And that was like, it was a fun discussion. I do like that album a lot oh, that's too. That's such a great album. Okay. I do okay. like that one. Okay. Anyways, yeah. that reminded me. And then the hush sound too. Some of their other tracks sound a lot like the hush sound. So I was like, it definitely I don't know who makes that sense is. in that. I don't know either. That time period. Well, maybe you should listen to them. Maybe you want. There was be. like this album literally hit me like 
like literally like taking back Sunday yeah. had brunch <laughs> with Brendan Yuri. Right. Okay. okay and yeah. then then they went for like afternoon drinks with Mumford and Sons. Sorry for you, but it's true. What one what one strikes you as Mumford and Sons? There were a few songs that struck me. Like and it's more the instrumentals than anything else. Like it's just Interesting. Okay. I, this, like even this song reminds me of Mumford and Sons. Like the way it clips along, like it mm. just reminds me of how they're they're very like Yeah, no. You know what I mean? I can see what you're getting at, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Not like I was looking for a more obvious. You know me. It's about the vibe, Colton. Sometimes I do not agree with the vibe that you get from a song. That is fine, but it is not a specific situation. Anyway, I understand what you're saying. Yes, but it just literally, yeah, it it felt like Taking Back Sunday had brunch with a lot of different bands that day. And also, and also, they had brunch with Fun. At some point, (laughs) they had brunch with Nate Roos, which Nate Roos actually appeared on a song with Michelle Barbosa, Barbara, whatever her name is, Derosa, Derosa, Barbosa. Captain Barbosa. No, she actually, um, <laughs> she like kind of was a background person for a few different things. She, Coheed and Cambria. Coheed and Cambria. She had a few songs with Taking Back Sunday, yep. which is where I assume their whole like musical partnership mm-hmm. kind of started. Um, and then she had her own solo career, which I don't think she really went too far. With I, that band Destery. Yeah. Well, she said solo career and then it turned into a band and it was like half of Straylight Run mm-hmm. that came with her. But you know what was weird about that album? Sorry, side note. You know what's weird about that album? They did not record any of that together. Destry? Yeah. Oh. They were all in different rooms in different places. Did you listen to that too? No, I didn't listen oh, okay. to it. I just did a lot of research on it because <laughs> because well, because now not to go sad on everybody, but um the person who mentored me in band when I was a freshman in high school, Destry Allen. Oh yeah, passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so I saw the name and had. To I didn't know him personally, bit. but oh, Ran- Lucas Ransom, Allen, Ransom, and class. Lucas. Oh, God, Destry was everything. Destry was the best of Lucas and Ransom times fifteen. Yeah. Well, sorry, Lucas and Ransom. <laughs> they're Lucas, good. You're right. They're good. People. Good people. The Allens are good people. They're good people. Love the Allens. Bart. Bart. <laughs> Bart fought for his child, though. Bart fought the Salina SPD. He's fucking that place up. (laughs) All right. All right. Reel it back in. Reel it back in. So what I was going to say, you guys were drawing comparisons. (laughs) The comparisons that I drew were um, to early Arcade Fire, like Arcade Fire's EP. That, Um, I think, is probably the most in line with what this sounds like. I feel like every band I heard around the... City. We live in the shitty. Um, <laughs> I, and we don't have a studio. And we do not like the suburbs. So like, here we are. If anybody wants to sponsor us, we'll go to the Plaque Spot. Um, <laughs> yeah, every band I heard at the time sounded like this. Like they all had like, I feel like they had I the think, same instrumentation or, you know. I think the main key difference with this band is the lyricism. Because sure. this yeah. is not, like it's an emo band that literally calls out itself for singing songs about self un- self-imposed unhappiness. Yes. Which I'm very excited to get into. <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. But the OG <laughs> anyway. question for You're this so track. Pleased. I'm pleased, aren't you? I, I hate it. Okay. What is this like song else. about? What is the miracle that okay, never came? The miracle that never came. I mean, she, when she says the line in the song, she says, uh, she took your man. I took your name. The miracle. It never came. So she took your man. I took your name. <sighs> I don't It's confusing, okay? It is. They talk about a little girl moving away, but maybe she doesn't move away, and maybe she died, but who knows if she did or not? Like, I think it's kind of... A miracle that never came. 
it can mean a lot of things. I think is the whole stuff about falling out of windows and being stuck in the town. It's almost just kind of. Perhaps. I don't want to call it nonsense, but Open perhaps there is not, not a cohesive. Odd. You know what I think this is about? I think this is about a miscarriage. Well, the miracle. Say it came. into the mic. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I think this is about a miscarriage. Maybe you're right. I I okay. think that I think that the first part is her kind of imagining what life would have been like with her around mm. and kind of you know in that dream world. But the rest of it, the rest of it's definitely. Definitely feels like a, a miscarriage. I had that thought, and especially, you know, with the title, The Miracle That Never yeah. Came. Uh, uh, because, like, I hope she, she doesn't point, have to see uh, what became of her family. Her father left after she died. Her mm-hmm. brothers cried and cried. And she took your man. I took your name. I took your name. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. And, like, the music at that point is sort of this, like, weird... Wait, can someone pull it up? I yeah. don't want It's to where the incorrect. horns are playing. Yeah, yeah. what it sounds a little bit like a crazy name. circus. Oh no, never mind. No, that part is uh is that later. But these words and I don't know where that is. Shoot. That right there. Lyrically where is that? Trying to find it. Let these thoughts creep in, let them seep right in. And then it goes back to the previous one. And there are like specific stages in this song. I think it's a like, miscarriage. It's like, like the anticipation, the yeah. grief, and the aftermath. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a mi- yeah. Oh. The song it's kind so of just obvious when you point it out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It's kind of funny, like. You were talking about the music of it. Um, I love the way it ends, personally, because it, it's it kind of it's almost like you're spinning around in a circle, di- making yes. yourself dizzy, and then you just kind of like. But also, fall that, over. Did anybody that else slow as a kid? spot. Yeah, the I slow don't know spot. if you if you heard this, but that slow spot, the 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 I don't want to say the bells because I don't actually know what that is, but um, it. It sounds like what um, one of the the baby mobiles, the sound the baby sure. mobiles made. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're turning. And yeah. The, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wow. Damn. There you go. Damn. That's straight out the gate, too. <laughs> and she's, she's um, I think she's the more um, metaphorical songwriter of the two of them. Absolutely. Her mm-hmm. songs are much trickier to it interpret. Literally, sometimes, not to, not to, to, bag the whole album but like sometimes it feels like i'm listening to two separate albums truly like i'm just bouncing back and forth between two separate albums truly and i think genuinely like i would listen to her solo stuff i don't know that i would listen to his yes Um, because his sounds like it weirdly sounds like everybody else but here's my thing i think like it's her that made this album better like the the songs Mm. that he contributes are really solid and well written, but yeah. like I think her influence musically is what adds the, up. the yeah, spice. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't yeah. have liked it without her on there. Right. I was surprised when I heard a female I've, say, "I was like, what's no, happening? We're I've, flipping back and forth. This is great. I've She's heard, awesome." I've heard uh, a lot of people describe that. I felt that way myself. No, that she's I always do. been the better singer, the better. Because I kept thinking. I, it's mostly the song she is the lead oh. on that caught me. And mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. It was just like, Oh yeah. man, and she then is the, getting me uh, right now. If you listen to the album after this, it's just like taking back Sunday had a side project. Like that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So I agree well, with now I need you. to listen to Destry and see if that is anything like 
I'm sure it'll be interesting. All right. Well, are we, are, we, are we good on that? I, I'm pretty satisfied. We went hard into that song. I'm so glad hey. because, uh, yeah, like be, uh, because the fact that the first track is so like, and yeah. then we get into that second one. It is so wild. It's wild. It is my favorite one, though. I think I like, honestly, that is my favorite song. And Respect. it just gets me. It it's, just, yeah, it's, it's just it's so great. like, that's what I was blasting, blasting when I got up here. And then it, <laughs> it switched to soon we'll be living in the future. So yeah. All right. Yes. Soon we'll be living in the future. Yeah, we're here. So let's now talk in the future, talking so about. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, I genuinely, I've been so excited to talk about this one because, like, the only person I've ever really shown some music from this album was Brandon, and he's only ever heard three songs off of this album, and I've never gotten to talk about it with anybody. And this so is like, one of them. Yes, I, think. I will. Uh, does, it, does it start out with the? Yes, it does. So please. Yes. Yes, this one is such an emo uh, song. Oh, this song, this song. It's let me tell you. Good one. You know what this song reminds me of? Oh, bruh. What? Oh I'm no. So what sorry. does it remind you of? I'm so sorry. This song reminds me of Good Charlotte's <laughs> album, <laughs> the anthem. You know what? I can. There agree were a with couple that, of songs that like had the same iteration, and it just blew my mind. Like it's kind of sounded like um, My Bloody Valentine. I don't remember. You know if you remember? Th- yes, I do know My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> Shut up! That was such a good song. Yes. This song sort of reminds me of that. Just the way that he. Yeah. The, the, it's mostly the way the notes go. Like where the notes go, it just reminds me of that. So I think this this song. Uh, who will save us now? And um, the first of the century are the three that John Nolan kind of built this album around. Okay. Uh, I know yeah. for sure, okay. at least from what I remember, that um, "Who Will Save Us Now" was the very first one that he wrote, and then kind of branched out from there. Um, and I could be wrong, but from what I remember of that article, that if I he read, is, correct us. <laughs> yes, please. Um, I do love. Um, just, just the whole premise of this soon we'll be living in, in in the future. Yeah, not now, but soon we'll be living in the future. This, this, you know, um, like, um, what am I trying to say? We're 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 stuck, uh, not necessarily like in the present, but like in our head, like keeps yeah. us in the present, quote unquote. Yes. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's always like this. The whole, I mean, he's dying, right? That's the that's the song. Is that's the thing of this song? Is uh, something's always on my mind. I'm, I'm dying, dying, right? <laughs> um, it's the whole song is literally like you know, we keep pushing all of our goals and stuff further back because we're just trying to survive every single day mm-hmm. moving forward. But you know, soon we'll be living in the future that we've like building for ourselves, and it's like, I don't know. This this is like. <laughs> This is not my favorite one that he writes about like his life or like how he wants to lead his life or whatever, but it definitely introduces the ideas that who will save us now elaborates more ah, into, okay. I think personally. It's a continuation of the thought. Yeah. Like, or like me, the answer to the question. For me, soon we'll be living in the future is like the real intro to the, the themes of the album. And then who will save us now is the the middle piece that like, is kind of like the flag standard, I would say. And then first of the century is obviously the closer, you know? So, but yeah, this is just a good old fashioned indie rock song. I feel uh, like yeah, <laughs> good old fashioned indie rock. Jeannie, do you have thoughts? You seem like you have thoughts. No. 
I don't like it. You don't like this one? <laughs> I don't like it at all. I hate the songwriting. What about it? Is it grating? Do you hate his voice? No, it's just the songwriting. I feel like it's what, still really young. This song in particular or which one? The the three that you mentioned largely, ah. like his <laughs> his that he that he built this album around. Like I get the concept of the album as writing about essentially life and like the things that happen in it and kind of you experiencing it and both being like this observer of it. I just don't love his pieces. There's a certain like they're still kind of they're like those jaded but still too young to like actually have experienced anything in life kind of like aspect to it. But in my mind, I'm like, I mean, yeah, if you want to be real negative about how you look at stuff, I guess you're right. But like you're an emo band. I yeah, true. Know, but an emo band. damn. But I the bitch just wrote about it. a miscarriage, and okay, it was, she's so, not in the emo hold band. On, hold she's on. a guest <laughs> on the emo band. She's feet. I uh, <laughs> I kind of take offense to this because, as far as emo writing goes, every other emo band, their lyrics are absolute shit. It's just whiny little bullshit teenagers. <laughs> if you ask me, well, there, there are I parts mean, of this that are whiny little bullshit. True, TV. yes, I, true. This is definitely kind of one of them. I would argue on it, it depends yes. on what emo, because emo as a genre is incredibly vast. I was yes. going to recommend another emo album to you. Which one? Based on this. <laughs> well, I wonder, I guess, I don't know if his projects afterwards count still as emo. However, stemming from an emo band it is um, Kevin Devine. And the album, the only album I've listened to of his was, I think it's called Blood Brothers. Let me double check for you. Kevin Devine, is that like Back what checking. he goes by? or Yeah, that's his name. Prior to that, he was in Miracle in 86, which was an emo band from like... Yeah, way back. back. Um, but certain aspects of this album and also what we listened to when we did... Um, Deer in the Headlights. Deer in the Headlights, thank you. Um feel like I would recommend that to you. Now, do keep in mind, these are the in, things like, I listened this, like, to when I was in high school. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> this came out in 2007. We were all but sophomores in high school. Right, 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 right. Well, uh, junior. I, no, I would just no say. Juniors. I no juniors. Check it out because I think Senior you would motherfucker. Like okay, I, Colton and I. Sorry, I would let ag- me specify. I would agree with you on this song about the kind of immaturity in the songwriting. This one also reminds me of one that I would have heard walking up to the uh, little shelter Indian Rock. <laughs> no, honestly, no, this, this whole... This, this, this whole album, this album sounds like Indian just Rock, like a weird, solid local that band. That song right? in particular... Yeah. <laughs> Is Indian. Listen, <laughs> I don't know what shows you were going to because there was no bands that sounded even half as good Did as this. Did you ever hear of Eliphaz? Moving oh, on oh, to the... You know when I was going, Colton, I was going because I was an adult and you were still a 14-year-old kid, so I was able to go and there was actually still good music being played up there. Because, Fair enough. You know, I didn't have a... Let's not um, bring that conversation up, please. So, Indian Rock, though... How do I fix my really head music. is the next track... Listen, all I'm saying is, listen, no offense to anybody that I know musically from Salina, but I never get excited by a Salina band. So continuing. Not even eminent domain. So the, the next, next song, track. how do I fix my head? Oh, now we're bringing Corey Maddox into it. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> um, 
the pedigree. Well, of course, because he's from Elfleen High School. How do I fix my head? Pedigree. Correct. <laughs> Constantly. Let's move on. Yes, because no one knows who these I'm people done are. With you bitches. <gasps> All right, who will save us now? Is that the right one? No, no how do Ron, I fix my how head? How do I fix my head? And my first note, my first note is I have my doubts that this isn't no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely loved her some Gwen Stefani. And if she didn't yes. love her some Gwen Stefani, there's a reason. I mean, and the whole band was having like a calm moment, is what it felt like. Yeah. I do love this song, it's a good one. It's great. And I kind of like the the um, double meaning of how do I fix my head because it's both asking how do I fix my head with like a woman fixing her makeup or whatever, and then also how do I fix my head of like how do I correct my thinking so I stop yeah. thinking this way. Yes, yeah. Jeannie also looks like she has slots on this. This one is such again. a bitch song. I'm no. sorry. A bitch song? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't have bad. I like. I love. I really song. love all of the songs that she sings well, on. I love her her like her writing. I love her writing. I love her voice. What do you mean by bitch song? I agree. It's just a very girly song. Like, it's not... Well, I mean, it's kind of aimed at women. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. It's just nice when things are aimed at women. It is nice when things are aimed at women. To the ladies. Mm. No, this has always been one of my favorites, and this is actually one that... A personal apology uh, to Melissa, (laughs) since she's been giving me that crazy look. This is one that um, was actually kind of like <laughs> highlighted in that article um, that oh, I yeah. read. Um, basically, like that, it's kind of a, a song with like a woman's issue being the focus of it. This is a little it. bit of a bop, honestly. Like it this is. thing could end up on like alternative radio, and I wouldn't change the station. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd be like, all right, then. Uh, that, <laughs> that, how do I uh, fix my head? <laughs> you know what I'm that vocal break. <laughs> the vocal break when she sings. Um, um, Underneath it all, you're mm-hmm. lovely. And then it comes in with the bass with do, 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 do. Yes. It's so uh, no, it's a bop. It's good. I also bop. love. It's like an elevator bop, though. The, what? <laughs> now, now, elaborate. <laughs> an elevator bop. Doesn't mean it belongs in the elevator, but it's something you listen to in the background. Like, it's not going to annoy <laughs> okay. you. You're not going to change the channel. But, you're like, you know, and yes. then you listen to it three, four times and you go, this is a nice song. Who sings this song? This is the elevator bop. Okay. I, all right. It gets in your subconscious. It's an earworm. Yeah. Like, I didn't like the song at first, and then I listened to it 1,500 times, and then I said, Okay, bitch. I like my hair. Ow. I like my hair. Are we moving on? I'm sorry, Colton. No. No, no. I'm just kind of perusing the lyrics because. You're running the show, boo. Well, you have to find where in this pamphlet the song is because it's not in order. Well, I'm also okay, looking them up. Me? So you tell me what we're doing next, and I'll tell you what the well, lyrics are. Well, I mean, does anybody have anything more to say about this song? I, I like have they... two notes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have doubts that this isn't, no doubt. This is so serious. Um, one of my notes says. Love a drum core moment. Love a drum core moment. Um, and the ending is cool because it like drops out. Yes, and it's like, the outro that goes out is just. Yeah, it, it, it says like, like kind of like somewhat electronica. Yes. What's funny is that in their EPs, so they good. explored that sound more, like Ooh. the electronica type stuff. I think that's what I was craving. Um, so it, this this song you really you do want it to pop up more in the rest of the album and it mm-hmm. kind of doesn't. And, yeah. and, and That's that, such a tease. That yeah. outro felt it. like it was like going into something, yes. but then it just it stops and it just goes right into the next track, which is yeah. fine. <gasps> but 
Well, okay. So do we want to go on to uh, who will save us now? Okay. So I, this song for me is, has been, uh, it's always, it's blistering because it's very like, can confi- we do a refresher? I don't mean to interrupt you. Oh yeah. This Let's is on that. this one in particular. This is the one where he's just like screaming the entire time. I just, just I'm like, sorry. I'm going to do it. it. Down I got for it. You. I got it. Okay. No. Oh, right. Yeah. This one. Yes. I totally felt like I was way back all the way in the seventh grade. <laughs> running through the halls of my middle school. No, this, um, I don't know. This one um, has grown on me over time. Um, when I first heard it, it so a, a big reason why I listened to this album when I was in high school is because I was obsessed with folk music at the time, and I didn't want to listen to anything. You're kidding. That had uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything that had anything other than just acoustic guitar and someone singing, right? Yeah. So this was kind of like a foray into what a limit to impose on yourself, right? Right. Jesus. Listen, didn't say it was a good thing. It's just how it was. So this was like a foray into to like semi folk rock for me because there is a lot of acoustic guitar in this album. This and all song that. is so. Mm-hmm. You got to finish mm-hmm. the thought. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not sit on that ellipses. It's so cynical. It is so it's so cynical. In you a, are in the like most difficult people. Way. Yeah. It is cynical in like a in like a let it's me too like young. In like a. What is that? What is that fucking man? N- NFXS or whatever. That NXS. fucking man had like the alternative uh, pledge of allegiance. Do y'all remember that? I pledge allegiance to the no, flag I didn't of the United States. Of, yeah, it was a whole freaking thing. I had a T-shirt about it, right because <laughs> I was seventeen, and that's what it was about. This reminds me of that whole situation where we were just angry. Can at I ask literally everything. why? Because I feel like this is like <laughs> a blistering song. Like, because. Well, let me tell it you takes why. no responsibility for it itself. I mean, it kind of hints eventually. It at, does. Like, what you responsibility need to be responsible is for to... yourself, but it's so like in an immature way, in a very immature way. How would you express this in a different way? Because this is about anger. Like it's, <laughs> I I don't like this. I'm kind of shocked by this, honestly, because I don't find this song immature in any way. It, it actually. I feel like it's it, like it solves itself. You know what right, I mean? Like yeah. it answers its own question. Um, ju- I'm just going to read the last stanza. <laughs> Go for it. Again, this is why I picked this album because I knew these conversations were going to happen. Um, so. And it, 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 it is very social commentary throughout. Sure. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of political things going on. And I, 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 I sure I understand that it is whiny. It's a, it's a very American idiot, I suppose. Yeah, that was um, what I was thinking that. The last stanza reads, who will save us now, right? It's in quotations. It's a question. <laughs> it's a wrong and irrelevant question because we figure it out with the people who love us who call us their brothers through lessons we learn from our fathers and mothers, not looking for someone to find our solutions, fight all our battles or show us uh, what truth is. It's by working hard to find our own peace of mind, living and learning until we know what's right for our lives. I don't see how that's like something an immature person. would Okay. So you hit the nail on the head. (laughs) With American Idiot? Because that's exactly the, the like, full mindset I went back to was American Idiot. Like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think that's why 
I see it as immature and not in an immature way. Like he's immature for saying what he's saying. Well, that's what she's saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is, is they wait to give you that till the end of the song. But it's just I'm very... too checked out. The rest of it's too long. Like I get so sick of listening to him be like, the government will not save you. Yeah, just and rem- you're just sheep American and you need to wake idiot. up and it's we're not taking like... responsibility for ourselves. And we just go through life and we're confused and everything's hard. And yeah, eventually you get to the end where he's like, but it turns out. <laughs> The people that you love will guide you through life, and those are the important yes. things. We're but, not here for a journey. Think, think getting you know to that point you know what's is immature too about it to me. Much. I figured out what's, what's it's immature too about long. it to me is actually the lyricism. Tease because it sooner. it's so okay, incredibly long. I gotta have one of you because I got both I'm of so you sorry. yelling into my ears right now. <laughs> <I'm so> <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> no, I like this conversation. I, I still disagree with both of you, but I want to hear what you're thinking. Okay, so what I think is immature about it hmm. is is the lyricism, and primarily because it kind of flips back and forth between this like mature look at the situation and then like just digging into super specifics. And there's something about I'm going to call this a protest song. It's sort of a protest sure. song. Okay. There's something about protest songs that are that. so incredibly specific that make them immature to me. Like you're not getting a point across. You're literally just yelling about something. Like you're yelling about one subject, a very specific subject yeah. that everyone's already okay. yelling so about. So that's that's my question then, I suppose. Like how else could he have done this song that's not immature? Because I you, mean, that's... Jeannie said, you said, I tease it's it too, sooner. Yeah, like, tease like, that ending a little bit sooner mm-hmm. or like... Give us the point. Make the song shorter. It just drags on too long that it's not rewarding but to reach the end. Okay. Mm. He's just yelling at the end. Like, he's just yelling at us now sure, about sure. the state of the union. Know, he's state of the, the whole You know time. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I So know. by the end, it's just like, you know, you listen to something for so long, and it's sort of a slightly immature way of approaching the situation. Like, he's just well, beating you over the head. We reach a point in the song where he says, you can't think for yourself because you've chosen to let someone else do it for you. And I wanted to say this in the last song that we covered of his. He sounds preachy. He sounds yes, very I will preachy. give you that, yes. And that is like, it takes so long before we tie it up at the end. It sounds like a sermon. It sure. sounds like the fire and brimstone sermon. And then, but at the end, there is salvation for you. Sure. And it's a beautiful picture. But we took 45 minutes listening to the preacher get to this point. This, before this we coming finally from a woman who made me listen to everyone to, to come to the front to be saved by Jesus. It's time to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Your family's waiting. You're eight years old and you haven't made this decision yet. Come on. We're all waiting. This coming Every from the woman Sunday. who just made us listen Jeannie. to a 16 minute long track that made no goddamn sense. <laughs> Okay, but, but also she agreed with us that it didn't make any damn sense. True, true, true. <laughs> she was fully anyway. aware of what she put us through. Anyway, <laughs> also he was. Are you high. criticizing my decision? Because no, no, I'm not criticizing your decision. I'm just talking. Fine if you do, I'd rather you actually <laughs> say what you feel. That's no, I already, I already said what I feel in the last episode. This <laughs> is Get Into the Groove, the podcast where we just drag everybody for music choices. Yes. No, no, no. Because we love each other so much we and know that it means nothing once yeah. we turn these mics off. That's right. what well, it is. And we're, we all know we're not going to like every single thing that they no, ever said. No, this is a discussion. Right. Exactly. And that I'm actually, that's, again, why I picked this, because I knew we would have really good discussions, because we would not agree on it. Because this is not, <laughs> this is not an album that, like, you listen to and you're like, fuck Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, all right, that was pretty good. <laughs> you know, when my parents would talk loudly to each other in public and people would be like, oh my God, are you arguing? And my dad would say, no, we're having a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Get Into The Groove is all about. It's the discussion. The discussion. <laughs> all right. So let's move on from this one because the one after this one, 
is another Michelle song, which is also a good one. Uh, it is also cover your eyes. Tell us about why you like it. Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you son of a bitch. (laughs) It is my favorite. I think I just like, uh, maybe it it leans into like Melissa and Jeannie's point where everyone's just been screaming this whole time. (laughs) And now we've taken it down several notches. Yeah. We are calm. We are relaxed. This is the sweet spot of the album. Yes. This and the next song, I think they coupled together are just, Chef's kiss, so perfect. Um, Let me see. I think because it's just uh, it's just instructions, right? Cover your eyes, reach Reach into into your your ears, and pull out what you've heard, and replace it with anything. No, I'm sorry, but I'm not trying to like speak for her or anything like that. But from a woman's perspective, like she just went through something, didn't she? Oh, she absolutely. Oh, she absolutely just lost. Went through. Um, lost a child has like, I think, I mean, I feel like the context is very much that the relationship was probably falling apart beforehand, but also completely imploded on her afterwards. And she was left with no support system really to help her through it. And the one that she had was pretty minimal. I don't know if this is addressing him or not, but Jeff DeRosa is, um, I think a member. Well, that's our husband. They're still together. Yes. They are still together. Um, he's from the dropkick Murphys. Yeah. Um, I don't know if if this is him that she's referring to, or if this is somebody else, and or it made, what it, what it came from. Um, so I I don't know. The way that she talked about the daddy leaving, yeah, <laughs> the daddy <Sure>. leaving. <laughs> God. Oh lord. In the other song, I don't think this is probably him. I think this this yeah. almost this feels like pain she's already time. worked through. Yeah, yeah. there's it feels been like some pain time. from her younger dime when before she was where she is now. Like she is talking to because somebody these else. These are very who's mature feelings. Like actually, yeah. in, in comparison to some of his songs, these are very mature outlooks on the situation. Yes. Like these are like I have dealt with this. I have gone through years with this already. I know where I'm at because they all kind of end up in a very peaceful place. They do. Yeah. She has made peace yeah, she's, with she it. Has she's made experienced it and she's like, it. okay, that happened and, and I got made through peace it. With it a lot faster than the last song. Yes. Well, and I think, you know, that's that's the it's whole thing. Soothing to listen to. Oh, it's beautiful. That's the whole thing I think with his writing compared to hers, especially because all of the things that he's writing about, he's like freshly going through. So there probably is a little bit of like rawness to yes. it, you know? Ah. Um, that makes more sense actually. Well, yeah. And that's what that whole article is. You're a little more discombobulated when you're right. going through it versus when you're looking well, back Well, And you it. know, it's like if he really was going through all the stuff when he wrote these songs, that's not when you get your best no language out of yourself. There's no reflection. There right. Exactly. Versus what she's doing, which is obvious reflection. And also like, we're talking about a guy from taking back Sunday. Like they're not ones for like, like <laughs> there's a lot. It's, they're not a band that's really like highly refined when it comes to lyricism. I would say <laughs> there are a lot of people who would argue. I'm sure they would. Death. I'm sure they would. <laughs> I'm not trashing on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, the letter I'm not trashing on Taking Back Sunday. They're legends in their own right. But yes, I'm, he is. I mean, <laughs> I'm just trying to start. Never been an emo it. kid. Starting Never been an emo so kid. Okay. It's for the likes. People have to yeah. hate one of us. Yeah. Sorry, Cole. Okay, so do we have, Gotta be we you. Don't have to the apologize The Jolly Giant is the most hated one of the four <laughs> of us. I'm sorry. Well, listen, <laughs> honestly, I, I, the stuff that I bring, I don't expect you guys to necessarily like it. I'm just always curious because I know a lot of what I listened to back in that time was stuff that was not, 
you know, it didn't get around very much. Yeah. So I, I've never gotten to talk about some of this stuff with some people. So I'm just like, here, listen to things I listened to when I was Dude, a sophomore in high school. I was just messing with you. <laughs> we love you. People love you. Anyway, you're not wrong though. <laughs> My choices are always the ones that are like, Whoa. I mean, I was incredibly <laughs> surprised slash livid that I had to tell you I liked this. <laughs> Well, I got one. <laughs> she would have taken it to her grave. The All one. Right. Well, I would love to move on to the next song, which is one of my favorites, We'll Never Leave Again. The one time that John Nolan decides, not the whole time, to scream at you. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute. Not the right. whole time. Yeah, the I whole love time. this one. This yeah. is a great one. This one is Lovely. very sweet. It's wait a minute. Very sweet. This is the one. Hold on. I'm this is the slow one. This is slow one. Very soft song. Okay. You guys. Of mine, yeah. She's addressing all of Back us now. Back on the subject earlier, actually, since you brought it up, um, I had been thinking this about this particular song. This song reminds me of Wicked Little Town. Oh, from yeah. yeah, you're not. I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> Every time I heard it, I was like, that was the now, first thing that popped in my head. Wicked Little Town that. is a much better song, but yes, yes, <laughs> but. but. <laughs> Trust, that's in my back pocket now. It's in my back um, pocket. We'll Never Leave Again. I think that this song is like the perfect description of uh, like not being overly gushy about love or whatever, but just that like that perfect moment of serenity that you find with someone that you actually like get along with, you know, like, I don't know. It's a really good moment, a lovely image of. It's a very great sweet poetry. song. Yes. Um, I think it definitely captures a lot of the same sort of uh, energy that like one of their previous hits, Existentialism on Prom Night. <laughs> Did you listen to that one? Accurately captures. Everybody listened to that one. That one. <laughs> really? Everybody listened to that he one. He hasn't. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that you guys didn't listen to it. I don't know what you were watching in the mornings, but it was like on an IOC or Fuse all the fucking time. It Girl, was. We had was. satellite for one year in my house, and then we okay. had no TV for the rest okay. of my life. Everybody, everybody at my school yes. would play the fucking piano and sing Played it. Played that song. Everybody knew What's that song. song. Existentialism. Substantialism on prom night it was their previous hit before they hit this album. They're yep. kind of oh. one hit wonders technically because yes. that is a well-known song and the rest of it is apparently that was it. They were there and then they were gone. I think it's only well-known in the alternative crowd though. Cause I don't know anybody that listened to mostly mainstream stuff that knows straight light run at all. Okay. So, but yes, it was a very popular song. So I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it's all right. Anyways, I no, this sounds this one. That's this sounds exactly like it. Yes, it's not my favorite. Really? Yeah, I'm not totally surprised by that. But yeah, what what is it about it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because it's a space I'm not comfortable in. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I can see that. Yeah. At the risk of making you uncomfortable, can you elaborate? Um, I could, because I don't really, I don't fully understand that. Well, it I don't, feels I don't, like a I don't song that I really would have been swept in when I was younger. Swept up in when I was younger. If I, you know, now, before I knew everything that I know about love and relationships, not this song would have been idealistic. I mean, you know, you could just daydream about a moment like this. And yes. now that I'm 32 and have been in, multiple situations 
that moment is insanely fleeting. I mean, it is yeah. it is a moment you don't you feel maybe for five minutes. It's not it's not a long moment. It's not even for a day. It's like five minutes. And it's hard to stay in that moment because you end up forgetting about reality. And that's not personally, personally, not something I love to do. I do not like to forget about reality. I do not like to forget about where we are and what we're doing and how this is either either working or not working. And so this space because is not a space. to yourself. Yeah, exactly. So this is a space I, I am personally not comfortable in. So I it's, it's a song that makes kind me of just the... kind of like... This is like 18-year-old Melissa's version romantic. of love, now, not 32-year-old Melissa's version I think that's the unwritten irony of this song, though, is that like it is an extremely fleeting moment, and like we'll never leave again. He's You're to going it. to leave again. Yeah. Yes. Like it, it, he, he, you know, he doesn't say that in this song, but like I, I don't know. If, it, for me, if you like butt it up with the 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 rest of the the album. I was tapping my feet. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> Colton thought the floor was coming through. It's done. Well, I was just like, who the, the fuck the is tapping their microphone? <laughs> it's me, my feet. I'm no. So, sorry. Um, so uh, I don't know. I, f- I feel like that is kind of the unwritten part of it is that like he's saying we'll never leave again, but like it, it's going to happen. Yeah. And like, it's there's inevitable. nothing that you can do about it. And that's, I think when you put it in the context of the rest of the album, you can kind of pick up on that fact. But as it stands on its own, I could agree with you. It is kind of like a, it's a fragile thing. Like this, this thing that he's talking about. Yeah. It's just, not, and it is very idealistic and it, I, yeah. yeah. It makes me kind of just go, instead of like, oh, <laughs> I go, you well, have to get out of bed. At that's point, okay. Maybe. Because if you don't like it, Melissa, you can take it to Manhattan. <laughs> Cause I don't want it. Uh. <laughs> I like this song. I do like the song. This too. is a jam. This one's a fun little bop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is the main one that I wanted to put on the mixtape when I made it yeah, for you. Th- this is the one. I think it was this. I think actually we'll never leave again. And um, the, the good ones, <laughs> the the no, best. I didn't say all that. <laughs> and uh, soon we'll be living in the future. I think those three were the ones oh, that were okay. on the mixtape. Well, two out of three are the the like some of the best tracks on this album. So yeah, take it to Manhattan. I have a bone to pick with Straight Light Run, though. Oh boy, go for it. Pick that bone, bitch. Pick it. Pick that bone. Is it about this song? Did we have to bring Kansas into it? <laughs> Why Kansas? <laughs> Did that we get somewhere like, in Kansas? Are we like the 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 like end all? We're we're dead in Kansas. No, sir. Go to Wyoming. That place doesn't even deserve to be a state. Okay, excuse me. It should be a nature reservation or some shit like that. I feel like you had but that on Kansas, the ready. Like you just go what Wyoming? Yeah, absolutely. I have strong feelings about Wyoming being a nature reservation. I do not believe it should be a state. There are five people who live in Wyoming. Nobody needs no, 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 sir. No, it should be a reserve. I believe that. Yeah. Thank okay. you, Jeannie. <laughs> It's like Lord. one big protected. It should. So if going to die somewhere, can we go to Montana or Wyoming? We don't need to come to <laughs> Kansas. Montana. Don't you be coming to okay. Kansas, okay? Not Do you know how many dad. cops are in Kansas? You cannot die and just go unnoticed in Kansas. Okay. <laughs> what a bone to pick for this song. <laughs> but still. Because I'm, I've been hearing a lot of songs recently, and I don't know if it's just the universe coming at me, but I've been hearing a lot of songs recently that have mentioned Kansas. Kansas. And it's always well, been some like, I'm going to Kansas to drink about, my life away. Yeah, I'm going to Kansas to forget about album. everything. I'm that like, I understand that, but like also, open your eyes yeah, because was. Kansas sunsets are beautiful. Kansas. Well, we're all, you gotta realize, I'm super sorry. So all these people that live 
Will Toledo's coming to Kansas for some naked debauchery and some weird sex. So all these people that live out on the coasts, of course, think we're just a cultural wasteland here in the. the why not Wyoming <laughs> or Nebraska? Nebraska. Because it's not the as dramatic. Kansas is in the middle of the map. The speed limit is 65 in Nebraska. Okay. Somebody use Nebraska. Other comments on this song. Two things. <laughs> Not about the song at all. God damn it. I was listening to something. <laughs> all right. Yesterday. You wanted to start this conversation. And but this isn't even about. Get over it. Whatever. Girl, anyway. The girl <laughs> said she was from Nebraska and there's only two things to do in Nebraska and it's drugs and crime. <laughs> Also, <laughs> also, oh, no. let's 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 Judy Garland this bitch. Um, I mean, we we have an entire like um, cultural thing. Um, like Judy's trying to get out of Kansas to go over somewhere over the rainbow. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like embedded in our culture, Everybody's like trying, trying to, to get out from Kansas. So like already Kansas has this like bad rep of being like, which is also rude. And I have bones to pick with those dead ass producers. Dig them up. Melissa, where you live right now? What state are you in? Missouri. <laughs> Motherfucker. You're not in Kansas. Are I'm you? not in Kansas. No. You know, no, but I will is, defend Kansas. I feel like being enough. in Missouri is worse than being Kansas in Kansas. Kansas raised us. We may pay taxes in Missouri. Kansas raised us. So maybe it's because Kansas is notably unnotable, but it's still notable. I Whereas think everyone else is forgetting about belt. like, you want to talk about Iowa or you know Idaho what? or and you know Missouri. What's Nobody People talks even about take the, them. They don't even take the time to research Kansas. I watched an episode. This is so stupid. But I watched an episode of Criminal Minds and they had a stupid fucking episode in Wichita, Kansas, right? And then over the CB radio, they said... Wichita County. And I said, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Wrong. All you had to do was Google that motherfucker. Wrong. Not Wichita County. Oh, that's weird. You can't even be bothered to Google it. It For a network primetime television show. I saw a TV show that took place in Overland Park and it had mountains in the background. See. Well, don't blame Stray Light Run. See. Blame our culture. So. I really like this this bit in Take It to Manhattan. Look at that. We came back to our subject matter. Look at that. Professional. Um, professional. Uh, uh, give me the thing. I need the full lyrics. I just wrote it. I wrote it. Find down. where it is first. Here, Brandon. Can somebody, can, uh, somebody can. It's up. See, I don't have to. Okay. Dead somewhere in Kansas. Um, uh, no. uh, I've had enough of all of these. Songs of self-imposed unhappiness. Mm-hmm. I really love musically how it sort of like relieves itself of yeah. that yes, because it starts out in the sort of like, get away from me. And then, yeah, it, it, um, correct me if I'm wrong. It is a, a key change. Yes. It goes from minor to major. Uh, I'd have to listen to it. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's in major the whole time. But oh, I could be okay. Wrong. Fair enough. But it does, it does do that. Dramatic shift yeah. when, when the um, when uh, Michelle starts singing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It does. It is a dramatic shift in tone. Yes. There you have it. I've I've always liked this song because it is kind of like the um, it became kind of like the anti emo anthem for me when I was in high school <laughs> because um, you know everybody was fucking obsessed with emo music in high school and I didn't want anything to do with it. And here's this 
band that is an emo band talking about how like I'm sick of it. Stop. I, I don't stop, stop, doing, stop this. doing this. But then the rest of the album is him singing songs of self-imposed unhappiness. So it's like, how deep does that really go, John? But <laughs> A for effort. A for effort. But no, um, that one, this is like the only song that's outwardly catchy though. Like there are the other ones. I think you kind of have to like ruminate on it a little bit. If, if you had, this if one you for sure it. is very catchy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. I know. I know. <laughs> um, one. So no, the next kidding. one, it's another, it's so deep in the album to be as catchy as it is. Yeah. But it makes yeah. sense with where it's at. It's just, it's deep in there and you're also not all the way through. And you know what? To that point, it seems like all of these songs are very disconnected. But yes. like once you like really dig deep into There's it, you're like, OK, I get why you picked theme, this order. Yes. But also they are like they are disconnected and having like flip back and forth between the two vocalists yes. and the songwriting styles. Very disjointed. I think yeah. that's a big part of why it's so disjointed, because I think this is probably where obviously because she left the band after this. I think this is where they started heading in two different directions, you know? So I'm sure that that's a big part of why it seems a little disjointed. Um, yeah. But next one, next song, another one of my favorites, Still Alone. Still Alone. Why is it your favorite? Why is it one of your favorites? It's just a fun song. Great. So the next song. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I mean, I don't know. It's just a fun song, like especially because it has that kind of like misleading intro to it. Can we, actually, can we get a refresher? I got it. Hey, Mr. DJ, would you put a record on? <coughs> oh, yeah. It seems like it's going to be sort of, this is, it picks up, right? Yeah. It's got horns and all that in it. It's got horns. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. It's just yeah, a yeah, fun yeah. song. It is. I don't think it's necessarily like, you know, Pardon me. one of the best in like authentically one of the best on the album. I've just always really liked it. It is one. severely depressing. <laughs> Perhaps that's why the music is so like happy and bouncy. Yeah. To, like, kind of contrast I'm sure. It. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. It is a little sad. It's super <laughs> extra depressing. <laughs> well, any other thoughts on it? <laughs> I feel like it's another weirdly catchy one. Yeah, it is a weirdly it catchy one. It is catchy. One. But yeah. I also just want to be like, baby, you need friends. <laughs> I'm like, you need a circle. You need to try. She, I'm, uh, I'm not sure. She strikes me as kind of a loner chick. I don't know. She seems very like... The videos I've seen of them performing, she seems very shy and like mm. does not want to be the center of attention. So I could be inferring that, but it's what it seems like anyway. So I don't, I don't know. know. It just it sort of sounds like that she doesn't want friends reading yeah. these lyrics. Yeah. Um just gonna point out maybe um, hold on to your friends. That's what he said. I guess that his friends are not like mine. I could write a list of people I don't miss. I'm sorry, but I'm so much better off without you. I'm still alone. There's that. I wouldn't consider this one like a significant track on the album. I just like it. It's a good one. Um, this is the end is the next one. 
Jeannie, you seem to have thoughts. No, I was just saying, I feel like it's back on that whole woman going through some shit. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Um, This one, this is the end. Oh, oh, still, still alone. alone. We're oh. wrapping it up. Thank you. Moving gotcha. fully on to the next song. Sorry fully for dragging on. ass. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> this is the end. Yeah. Um, I had something on this, but I can't. I cannot remember this dang song, so we're going to listen to it for a hot second. A hot second. Mm-hmm. You know what? I wrote this. Oh, yeah. This is probably my number three. As far as favorites are concerned. <laughs> What's that face? It's just my face, Colton. Uh, okay. oh, fix that. JKOL. I remember this damn song. Yeah, this is more on the sad side. This is the end of this is the end. Yeah, it's woo, <laughs> brooding. Put it on my well, pancakes because I love it belongs, sappy syrup. It belongs at the end of some very sappy indie movie. I think she's um, absolutely. This too. is the one moment where I feel like she is kind of more on the mopey side. In her songs. Yeah. And, I don't uh, love this one. Mm-mm. It's a very pretty song. I don't mm-hmm. care for like the actual writing. Yeah. But I love hearing it. It's very pretty. You're like, oh, that's so nice. And then it's I nice too to it that she like, gets these, um, these two songs back to back at the end of it because it provides a very welcome, like, bastion in the, at, towards the later half of this album. What's up? Bastion? I did. Bastion. That's a good word. Well, I, the, You know what? I do not know what that means. Um, I mean, it's, it's similar to sanctuary or something. Propping like. it up. It's sanctuary! It. Sanctuary! They just watched Hunchback of Notre Dame the other them. day. Because it's the best. <laughs> it is. You know what? Okay, tangent. Oh, no. The audacity <laughs> for Disney to pick up a Victor Hugo book and be like, let's turn this into a cartoon. The audacity of Alan Menken being like, let me use every bell and timpani I can use in this entire <laughs> orchestra in one spot and making it work. The it's his best nerd. work to date. It is his best score to date is the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I mean, come on. We're putting that in our back pocket as well. Oh. So stay tuned for oh. season three. See, season uh, three is going to be musical theater. It's going to be musical theater slash Disney movies. Disney's oh, like God. scores. It's going to happen. Jeannie, do you quit yet? I do. Okay. So it's going to be you know Melissa what? and Brandon. I, listen, we've already talked about making me quit like five times. You be, you'll still be here. You just have a guest judge during that just month. A guest that, judge. that season. And he's the one that brings on the albums that nobody listens to. Me? <laughs> me. It's oh, referring you. to me. Yeah, you, oh, you. Anyway. We have to listen to it because we have to talk about it. <laughs> Precisely. All right. So it's the perfect um, time to shove shit down our throats. <laughs> and that's what I have done hey thus yo. far. So oh, um, oh, anything else on this is the end. Yeah, let's end the it. End of <laughs> All right, let's end it. Um, so I would love to talk about the next one button down because <laughs> I, I don't, okay, I, okay, can I I don't tell you know what my notes feel? say. 
Yeah. It says, what is this about? Yeah. The needles, the space, is this drugs? <laughs> I no, honestly. It comes from the end of a, ch- it's like the end of some particular book, actually. Oh, oh, educate us. Hold on. Fill our heads, mold our minds. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, we've moved on. My brain apparently is not. Oh, you better force it, beach. I just like playing this song. I learned this when I was in high school. It's just, oh. it's a fun little strummy tune. Oh. Um, and you get like a little bit of belting you can throw in there in the choruses if you want, you know, it's just a fun song to play. Is this the, uh, or am I like totally. That's the end of song? it. That's the end of the song. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. It is this tune just at the end. of this Yes. Tune. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the thrill of it all. I would love to hear this thing about the book because I, I've never really known exactly what this song is talking about. Like my first thought with button down is like, you know, being more comfortable with yourself, I would assume, or, or just when I button down, you'll get the best of me. When right. I stop being so right uptight you'll get the best of me right but then like when i stop screaming into a microphone about <laughs> what society is doing you'll get the best of me well i don't know that's um it, oh god i hate this pamphlet so much okay designer of so, this cd yeah, why could you not put the songs in order on the pamphlet like it's not even close not even semi in order and some of them don't have song titles and some yeah. of them have the song titles underneath the oh, lyrics my, oh my hysterical I hate it oh it's great it. it's great infuriating it's great uh, anyway um are you having any luck fine <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll just keep filling the air oh i don't know um so you like the ending part of it I kind of like this this whole song. I think it's nice. I think it fits into that realm of uh, cover your eyes and we'll never leave again. Like I, yeah. I, I don't know. I I really like it. This is this is out of character for me, but I really like it when they take it a step down. You know, when they go into coffee in, shop in, mode. In this album, yes. you mean? Oh yeah. yeah, the quieter ones are the better ones. I would say. Yeah, that's my Gene. You have any thoughts on this one? No. <laughs> I don't. I get lost after uh, Take It to Manhattan. Yeah. The album just kind of turns to sludge for me. I think it reaches a point where it's too long, and this is a song that, like, it's hard for me to get to it. Yeah. Well, I can't find it. That's all right. Well. But it came from the last, like, the name of the album actually came from the last chapter of a particular book. Hmm. Damn. So kind of a How long is situation. this album? It's kind of 13. 45 minutes. That long. 13 tracks. Jesus. You just didn't like it. It just feels, well, it feels long after you had take it to Manhattan and there's so much energy and then it just like. It could have ended there. It could have ended there. I agree it with you. That nicely. song would have been a much better closer mm-hmm. than um, First it, of the Century. It's really, I can't recover from the, the drastic drop off. Like, it I, just. I honestly, honestly don't remember the last four tracks. I'm surprised that. You disliked it as much as you did dislike it's it. It's not that I disliked it. It's just that it doesn't stand out enough to me. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, that's it. Like, I it's not like I'm like, oh, it's terrible. It has really nice moments. There are right. things about it that I can appreciate. 
Um, but it's just it doesn't stand out, which I will agree with you on. Yeah, that. yeah. and I mean, they were they did like put together a big album that they wanted to shop sure, around yeah. that they wanted to really capture their sound and what they had been doing, and it feels like it was several well, not several years, but at least a good couple years worth of effort rolled into one. Yeah. Um, and they all kind of tried to bunch it together and get it out instead of, I think it could have been metered out a bit better. I think they could have created more cohesive albums out of the material that they had. Again, I think it's just a lot to swallow. And I say this and I put you through what I did last time. So (laughs) listen, and I honestly, like I was probably like 70, 30 on the car seat headdress. I I (laughs) enjoyed most of it. There's just some parts of it that I was like, man, but no, this one, I definitely agree with you. I mean, there's a reason why this band didn't survive. Like, they were not successful. I think it's interesting that you picked two bands, too, so far that, like... Did not <laughs> did not survive? Yeah. They had, like, a really short career, and then they went on the long hiatus, and it's basically like, yeah, we're not coming done. back. Yeah. We're done. I don't it's know. Over. That's just kind of... I mean, first of all, I think that just happens when... At this time in my life, because I was subscribing to Alternative Press, I was very like... In, you were on top of yes, things Yes, in the current moment of what was happening. And so like, I have a bunch of CDs from bands that did not make it like very long they, after. They had like their promising like first album right. or so that people really hyped up. Yep. And they were like, yeah, this band will go somewhere. And they may have had a song come out that was notable. And yeah. And they kind of petered out. I get that. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know... The, I I picked the two other albums I was going to pick, not to sidetrack too much because we still have a few tracks to get through, but I I had originally picked two other albums that were a, a lot more successful and a lot more approachable, I feel like. And I just felt like these would be more interesting to talk about. Because, like, I don't know, it's easy when everybody loves the album. That's why the Marvin Gaye episode was so great because everybody loves that Marvin Gaye episode. But, like, we've also had, I think, more better conversations with the ones where we can't agree on everything. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, um, can we, what's, what's the thoughts on the instrumental track? Doesn't even need to be on the album. <laughs> Cause it's fun. The last three songs. Need to be <laughs> Honestly, I think they were said we have to have this many tracks and we're going to throw these three at the end. Listen, of they hired the drum corps. Yeah. They were going to use, use the drum corps. Well, why'd they hire the drum corps? Uh, what well, was the vision? <laughs> they were wanting to get really in more into instrumentals and stuff. So I guess you're this right. Is like one of the only That's they right. Had the funny to thing to me. Stuff on, um, so I pointed this out to Brandon on the album cover. It goes 11, 13. It does not. It yes, does not even it list. Over. I never, it never even lists the number 12. So like, why the hell is this even on the album? It, it's so thematically different, like sound wise. It's like a weird interlude between Button Down and First of the Century, which don't really need an interlude. Either of the vibes. Yeah. So I feel like there's like a high concept behind it. And it just did not get fleshed out. Yeah, I out. think it just doesn't entirely land, but I think it is almost like this disorienting process of death in whatever fashion it happens. Without an actual commentary on that experience, but just more like it's going to be chaotic and hard <laughs> to comprehend. And then finally you reach the end. The end of the century is a is a like a rebirth of sorts. The I guess. first of the century. Maybe it's like an ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ego death or an actual death. She just wanted the album. Sure. Yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I did Sorry. too because I have 
You don't have known. For the first of the century. I don't actually remember the song at all. I'm not actually sure I got ever got there. I'm wow. sorry. All right. Uh, Do wow. we need it? a little refresher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I, I like the it. lyrics. I know that. I don't remember the song, but I was reading them and I was like, yeah, okay. It's also what made me like made it click. I was like, okay, that's so this one, drum track is so just like a thing. This song had the unfortunate thing of like you guys not getting to it because of the drag that it happens. Was hard. That's a shame. Cause I actually this is one of my favorites. I love this one. I but can't handle that face of yours. I didn't make it. It's also, this is a slow builder too. So yeah. like, it, it, you've got. already irritating. <laughs> I'm already irritated. I don't even know what he's saying. And I'm already <laughs> irritated. No. Um, I mean, it, this, it, this one is the like, uh, um, what's that stupid? I say stupid. It's not stupid. But the, the thing that's going on around right now about like ending your generational curses and all that. Breaking generational trauma. Yes, trauma-ish. that thing. Um, oh. I think this kind of ties into that idea. Like, you could be the first one to, you know, make a difference in your in your own life. Like, you can be the one to change your fate, basically, is what this song is about. Mm-hmm. And it's nice, but um, I don't think that necessarily the lyrics of this song convey that message very well. Um, so, yeah, I don't I like the song, but I, I think the subject matter that it's trying to get at it does not successfully. It prods at a starting it. over. Yeah. In uh, easy enough terms. Yeah. I've just always liked the line. Um, um, I gotta find it real quick. I read the lyrics, Melissa. Okay, and I it's, said, um, yeah, I get what it's about now. I can follow it. I mean, I get it. Fine, D- whatever. It's the like. desire gave way to a false sense of hope, and we fell for the lie. That's what we all chose. And I yelled to my friends, it, it'll all I be okay. But they didn't believe me, and they still don't today. They never do anything they haven't before in the same solemn room with no lock on the door. And over and over and over again, the same failed solutions to all the same problems. They scream, why, why, I can't understand. Why the things that I do never go as I planned. So it's also going uh, like with this, like, um, I'm over all these songs of self-imposed unhappiness. Like, stop doing it to yourself. You are in charge of your future. I'm glad this was such a drag for everybody. Responsibility. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Maybe if I were going through that as a sentiment. If I were 17, I would live for this. And I think maybe like in 2007. I don't think a 17 year old, like, how would you like? No, no, no. I think some of the ideas on this album are not things a 17 year old think about this deeply. I don't know. I think 10 years ago, this was probably revolutionary, you know, like because, because of, you don't think so? No, this was a very mundane album 10 years ago. Fair enough. Okay. (laughs) never mind. Scratch it. No, I, this one is definitely like, it's just a, a personal favorite of mine. Okay. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think like, I think I, the I, reason I say that is because of, uh, the whole post nine 11 thing. Um, and there was a lot of, there was a lot of like seething oh, anger coming a, out of every like said, band. And this, this is sort of like, yes. let's, 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 Forget that anger, all right? We don't need well, all that. Let's do something I, else. I think Let's the thing that I else. take most issue with, though, is that I don't find this to be an immature album. Like, 
that's the thing that I, I kind of take issue with. Cause like, I don't, he doesn't like present problems and not offer solutions to them. Like, yeah, you may have to drag through some mud to get to it, but like every one of these songs, the Louder. problem that's presented, he's like giving what an adult would do to fix these situations. This, this is not like, like a, if a 17 year old wrote this album, he would just be whining and bitching the whole time. This is like, he actually offers solutions to these problems. They may be vague, but like, I don't think this is immature. That's the thing that I take issue with. Because you said he was like mid thirties or whatever yeah. when this album came yeah. out. Yeah. And now, granted, it's not like the most genius songwriting of all time, but like I don't know, I don't find it to be immature. I'm, you know, and you guys are allowed to think whatever you want to think, but I just, I think that's are a, we a miss? Maybe kidding. not the right word for it. I don't know. I just don't think it's immature. I think that if I met a guy right now, my age who talked to me in this vibe, it would be unattractive. Like, sure. and it's not, it's just, it's like, it's well, not that 17 year old me would be going through what this person's going through. It's an immature way of thinking to me. And that has nothing to do with age. But in That's what just, way? Because I, you, I, I, I haven't gotten an, on it. an answer kind of to like, that. Cause to me, this is exactly how almost every adult I know would react to these situations. Like, you know, I think that there is a bit of a gap here and I don't want to bring it up as like a sex thing, but like of what women experience versus what men experience. Mm, sure. and I think that's highlighted very heavily in this. Heavily. And what yeah. we see coming out of her right. versus what we see coming out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like his- he to him, this is like. It, he is working through his stuff. I mean, yeah, he's got his problems. He's offering his solutions. It's not that it's immature. Maybe you just don't connect to it. It just feels like he's hung up on things that are, he should have figured out himself Arbitrary. by now. Especially yeah. if he's in his mid-30s. In my okay. mind, I'm like, yes. I feel like there are aspects of himself that he writes about that maybe he so should what, have had. So what, is he supposed well, to swallow the a, pill? And I, just no, I just think there's a stark it? difference between the way not that... Not at all. Well, then I guess, I, like, what's the... <laughs> it feels like it's no, just... I think it's, it's interesting because I don't take issue with any of her songs. I take issue with all of his. Like, sure. it's it, the way that she presents problems and the issues seems like a very reflective mature way like i've worked through this i've already this is i'm this is done like the, and that's how women are that's how women think that's how sure. women deal with things sure. men don't do that so his songs in comparison to hers even sound immature if that makes sure. any sense so it's sure. not that he sounds like he's seven like a 17 year old boy going through this it's he just sounds like he's his age he, he sounds just... like he's his age just not quite there yet like it's okay. like he's like, like like he's got like seventy five percent of it worked out, but not all of it worked out. I hear that, but I also like none of her songs address the 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 big ideas that he's because she's dressing very specific ideas. Now I'm not saying they're not big ideas, but his are kind of more tied to a. What what are what what is he expressing though? Yeah. Uh, the uh, different things about life, like lessons, I think he ultimately is learned. like struggling with his identity and sure. making peace with it. Sure, I think she has made peace with her identity and the person mm. that she used to be and the person that she now is. I think his big hang up, bang up, is he still is struggling with the fact that like society tells me I need to be something else, but that's not who I am, and he he is trying to overcome that. Yeah, but he's still he's just not there yet. He's not there yet. Yeah, and so. 
Like I see it. So, I get it. It's not like I don't get it, but at the same time, I'm still like catch on at some point in time, my guy. Right, Quit but repeating here's, what you're here's going my, through. Here's my my tip back though, is like what what else is he supposed Why is he to write so down about? on all of his friends too? He shits on them too. He's like, Hardcore. my friends have not changed yet. And I'm like, why you got to talk about him like that? <laughs> He's like, my friends are still doing what they used to do. I'm I like, it. are they your friends then? Like grow up and move past them. Like learn to let go of the things you got to let yeah. go of. I think it's kind of like we caught him in the middle of his process and her at the end of it. That I that agree with be, that. And, yeah. and, and, and I think it's, for me personally, it's jumping out so much because hers are so much more mature. Like, and that, and maybe mature is the wrong word, but that's the word I look for. It's like, she's already gone. She's hundred percent worked through this. Sure. Now she's looking back at it. She's learned the life lessons in introspectively, hmm. but I feel like a lot of his are almost, this is crappy, but it feels like he's putting the blame out in the world versus yeah. looking back on himself sure. and fixing him sure. before he's trying to fix everything else. Now that, and that's what's immature about it to me. Okay. Is I, that like, yeah, let's, I let's, can let's shit on that. everybody else's decisions about themselves. Let's shit on the world. Let's shit on the politics. Sure. Let's do all of that. But there's, there's like an iota of space that he's actually looking into himself as the issue. That and gives that's me, the problem with that me, gives me, me an answer to that's the question. Good, Cause it was, a good one. I would just like, you guys said it's immature and then you just gave me like nothing as to how he could make it more mature. And that's the issue. He is blaming everything outside of himself, not in himself. And I, that I think nails it on the head for me. It's literally yeah. like he, like I said, it's like he's gotten 75% of the way through the process, but he hasn't gotten to the point where he's like, Oh crap. What part am I playing in this? Sure. Which yeah. we all get to yes. as we're working through things, but th that's what it sounds like. He hasn't gotten there yet, and she is like, she's already there. been through five been years there. of therapy going through it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, no, and I, I agree with that, and I think that's probably the biggest detriment to this album is that it is two artists in two different places yes. trying to push their work together into one. Like I said, I'm not real sure it would have blared out at me the way that it did yeah. if her songs weren't on this album. Yeah. No, I would agree, and I'm, that's I will I will stand right with you guys on that one. That she is like the real force behind this band. Um, and like I said, after she leaves, it is not as good. It is not as good of a band. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it kind of feels like if we, if I put it into like a musical, like if I throw this into a musical and pick these two, the main characters, yeah. they're in a really tumultuous relationship and yeah. he is nowhere near where she needs, she needs him to be. That's where, that's yeah. what this would feel like. Hmm. Well, that was an excellent answer to it because I was like just genuinely trying to get an understanding of your guys' viewpoint because I just wasn't getting it. But I think that does put it into perspective. So, but yeah. So there it is. Straight Light Run, The Needle's the Space. The Needle, the Space. We did it. it got, we did it. Got about as good of conversations out of it as I thought we would. And I'm glad we had this conversation because I listened to this album maybe three times and I was just... It was a brick wall. It would not sink yeah. in. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad we had this. You um, waded through it. What? I said you waded through it. I did. Like, I guess we'll figure this out. Listen. Which is what's fun about it, though. Sometimes yeah. it is an adventure. Like, it <laughs> yeah. is like an unearthing of like, okay, I get that. I see what you're saying. I understand that. That's a nice analysis on your part that I hadn't put into it. That's my favorite part of of doing these because when I was in high school, I would just sit down and listen to albums that I'd never listened to before and, you know, enjoy the ride, but never had anybody to talk to about it. <laughs> so here we are doing that exact thing. So 
Yeah. It's a good one. Next week. Yes. Next, next week. The Bangas. Yes. yes. I'm so Think excited tank. for this one, honestly. Fabulous. Get into it. Get into it. I'm going to say also, on top of listening to this album, I'm going to recommend that you look up their live performances of uh, this album in particular, because this is when they were touring a lot. So there's a lot of live performances. Is this what they do songs. on the tiny desk that they do? Is there that part of this? Part yeah. Of it. Mm-hmm. And like, this is the one with quick on it and boxes. They're also just fun to watch. T- oh, yeah, it's Tank and the Bangas. Like it, it, it is like they have. She, they're all. They're perfect to watch live. <laughs> they are so perfect to watch they're live. They are live. meant for live performances. Like it, uh, record studio recordings almost don't like don't do uh, them don't justice. do it. They yeah. really don't do them justice. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about. Tank and the Bangas. Yeah. Uh, Be another fun one. And then. And um, yes, watch the Tiny Desk if you haven't seen the Watch the Tiny watch Desk. It. That's it. If that's your intro, do it and then dive deep. Yes. Um, so we'll be back Thanks. to talk about Tank and the Bangas Think Tank. Um, in the meantime, in between time, uh, stay safe, get vaccinated, Boom. wear a mask. And I love, love you. each other. Reach out to us on social media or uh, email, um, which is. What are they called? <laughs> get the letter N, the number two, the groove. And that can be gmail.com or Instagram. It's our, our tag. Facebook, it's our page. Yes. All that stuff. All of it. I want to hear from people. Yes, I would Please. love to have some. Then y'all comment on everything email. else. John will comment on nothing we do. Right. Comment on Instagram because that's the thing that I check. <laughs> Please comment on Facebook because it's gonna make me post. Slide more. in my DMs. <laughs> we got I some good hear reviews some on um, Apple Podcasts. Yes, read our oh. reviews. We reviews. Okay, yeah, we did. We, have we have did. A few. How we many? Have a few. Also, I don't know if I mentioned last time we're we're at thirteen. Is that what we're at? For, um, for subscribers, list, subscribers, yes. and that nice. was two weeks ago, you yeah, guys. So we may we may have hey, bumped we've up. Like, we have over a hundred likes on Facebook, y'all. Oh. Yeah, we have like two hundred and something. We're in there, almost three hundred. Um, also, shout out to Sydney Young for shouting us out on Facebook and tagging oh, us shame. in a small business post. Nice. Oh. Cool. And I did notice we got like three or four likes in the last twenty four hours just from hers. Cool. Nice. All right. So That's cool. We have three five star reviews. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Oh. Wait a minute. Are they all related to us? One show, probably. <laughs> Um, this one says well-rounded it. Okay. Well, they spelled if with an apostrophe in the middle, <laughs> if you like music, good don't, people don't and a healthy, disca- I'm not, I'm so sorry. Their fingers flubbed. If you like music, good people in a healthy conversation, look no further. Three uh, hearts. Look at that. Who's that from? This is from Bushka girl. And if I'm willing to throw out a guess, it's Babushka titties on oh, Instagram. Yeah, Love her. Um, this one says, if you appreciate the historical background of music, if you recognize the importance of the cultural significance of music, if you enjoy listening to music in general, you should listen. I love how they break down the significance of the music from the time it was made to today. It's uh, so good. Top tier review. That? <laughs> that is that actually, great. I think, Carlos that did that. Uh, one. But I don't know for sure if it is. I like how we just sit around and speculate. Like, <laughs> who is this? If you would tell comment, us that we could t- comment if, if it was your Why are you guys being secretive about who you if are? If you took we the time to write a five-star review, we, we know, know that you're you listening. Shout out five-star reviewers and have them. Yeah, it should be a thing. I will give you $20. <laughs> 
Brandon said that. Anybody Brandon, else said that? Brandon said <laughs> that. I had somebody tell us we said, should uh, open a Patreon. Yes, we we've talked about that. means of engaging. Listen, I'll wow. throw out a digital hat to throw tips in. There are people that support us and love us. Are you one of those people? Email us at getthelitterandnumberdwothegroup.com. I just want to know who's listening. We know Ben Weeback loves us. Ben Weeback likes us sometimes when we get the facts right. And I listen. I'll he, issue I think a correction. He's entertained to listen to. Uh, yes. Oh, he came to visit me at work and talked about it. One time. <laughs> all like, you nice. All you tell me is that he like texts you and it's just like, listen, you were yeah, wrong yeah. about this. <laughs> he's never done that to me. <laughs> he does that just to me because I'm mainly the one issuing the um, the incorrect the information. That's not true, Ben. I'm also a dirty liar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let me off easy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't remember what the correction was. It's gone. It's whatever. Wow. Um, so join us next time when we listen to Tank and the Bankas. Um, Think Tank. <laughs> okay. We're going to say goodbye now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Perfectly okay. foamed. Bloop. Top. This episode brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company. I mean, if the you sixth really glass quadruple ale. Are you ready for glass number six? You know, um, I uh, I talked to Jeannie about the the gulp sound that we got one time. <laughs> that sounds like a that tiny was, baby fart. <laughs> um, we definitely caught like. A small, <laughs> tiny burp from me in the last... And it was disgusting. <laughs> it, la- it lasted a millisecond, Gross. but it was like... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so gross. Just right in their fucking ears. I, I turned away even. I think it was just like just loud enough that it caught like just they a little... Their <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> oh. Guys, I cut out so much weird shit that happens. <laughs> oh, all the things that Jeannie, <laughs> Jeannie softly whispers into the microphone that you just can't quite hear. Wait a minute, yeah, you're cutting those out. Don't no, do that. it's like it's so soft. Oh, you hear it's just. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part of the show. <laughs>